in the name of the one who comes to take away the sin of the world. Amen. Well, good morning, all saints. And a blessed Martin Luther King weekend to you. I come from a county that was among the last counties in the country to acknowledge Dr. King's holiday. And so I spent my formative years in college marching and protesting and going to county council meetings asking that the county acknowledge this day. And so every time it comes around, I am filled with joy and gratitude for so many people who fought alongside Dr. King that we might celebrate new civil liberties for us all. This morning, we begin with a series of readings from Corinthians. This letter that Paul is writing is in response to word that he's received from the Corinthians via letters or just conversation. The people in Corinth were a new community, a new church community, who were trying to live together. They were trying to be faithful people. But we learn from their letters that they were actually quite a bit of a mess. You see, they've been quarreling and fighting, fighting about who is the most right Christian in the world, who's doing the best thing. They're existing in a place of tension and asking questions about what kind of food is it right for you to eat? If this were modern day times, they would be asking, which is better? Are we a better Christian if we're a vegetarian or a vegan? Those are the kind of questions that they're quarreling about. They're asking about what clothes are appropriate to wear or not appropriate to wear. They're having fights and disagreements even about who should be their leader. These factions and divisions are found in the early church that we're reading about, and they're problems, real problems that they come to Paul asking for him to help solve. And in our reading this morning, even though we're just in the first chapter, Paul gives his answer to the people. He says to the fighting Corinthians, because of God's grace, you have been enriched in speech and knowledge of every kind. Because of God's grace, you have the spiritual gifts that you need to solve these problems. And by the way, just in case you haven't remembered the long history of time, Paul goes on to say, and remember, God is always faithful. Now, while Paul will spend several chapters going on to respond to all of their concerns, the conclusion is right here in the introduction. Paul says to the church of Corinth, you have the gifts that you need. My friends, I stand this morning to say that we have the gifts we need. A few years ago, I went to a team building sem seminar. There were 14 of us who were in this team building simulation thing, and they had us do a module that was supposed to teach us something about being a better leader. And so the facilitator gave each one of us a puzzle piece. It was a children's puzzle. 
And she instructed us to turn it over face down so that we couldn't see the picture, the image that was being made. And the instructions were for the 14 of us to put the puzzle together as fast as possible. And she was really clear to state that everybody has a piece to the puzzle. And so we began to put it all together and we worked really quickly because we were you know, a bunch of smart people and we could do that. We got to this place where we realized we might have been missing a piece or two. And so uh, someone looked at the facilitator and said, hey, you said everybody has a piece of the puzzle, so give us your piece. And she did. She coughed it up, and we put that in, and we continued to work, and we realized we were one piece short. And so we began to fuss and bicker among each other about who was holding out, who had pocketed that extra piece or dropped it on the floor but didn't want to admit it. And I remember a friend whispered to me, she was a bit shy, she said to me, hey, Kim, do you think the researcher has a piece? And this is my confession. I was absolutely dismissive of her. I looked at her and said, oh, no, absolutely not. Because several hours ago when we were first introduced to the module, he was explained as being just an observer, not a participant, an observer. And he'd been sitting in the corner for hours, just frivolously writing notes, furiously, as fast as he could. And so I dismissed her and said, oh, no, he doesn't have a piece. And so we continued to work together to try to figure out. And we couldn't see the picture, but we were clear that one piece was missing. And finally, I took some leadership. And I said to the facilitator, come on, what's the point? Go ahead and tell us. We're missing a piece. Is that, you know, What's the point? Help us out. And the facilitator just looked and said, no, you guys can do this. Everybody has a piece to this puzzle. So finally, after a lot of bickering and complaining about it, my friend who had whispered to me went over to the researcher and said, sir, do you have a piece to the puzzle? And he pulled it out. Of course he did, because everybody in the room has a piece to the puzzle. You see, my friends, like the church in Corinth, we as a nation and we as a church, among all of us, we each have a piece to the puzzle. And as Paul has told us in, the, in his readings, we each have been enriched in speech and in knowledge of every kind. We, through the grace of God, have the gifts that are needed to create a world of peace. My friends, if we hope to live in a time, in a world where children can play over snake dens and where war is studied no more, if we hope to live in such a time, we have to bring our gifts, all of them, each piece of the puzzle to the table for us to all figure out. If we hope to live and go to a church where no one has to worry about the fact that the black preach, priest is preaching on MLK Day. I know y'all were thinking about it. we want to live in a church and in a world where those are no longer worries, if, if we hope for a time where every valley is exalted and every hill and mountain is made low, if we hope to live in a time where rough places are made plain and 
crooked places made straight, then we have to bring our gifts. Gifts given to us by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. We have to bring those gifts to the table, each one of us, all of us, if we hope to be the world that Dr. King dreamed about. If we hope to be that kind of world where love and peace endure, where we study war no more, where we live in unity and tranquility, if we hope for that kind of world, then all of our gifts must come together. So my friends, that's my invitation to you. Bring your gifts. And if you don't know what those are, then find a conversation partner. Come and talk to one of us on staff or talk to people in the pews and find your gifts. Let's bring them together because we each have a piece of the puzzle. Each one of us together can create the world that God has called us to build together.